Hello, brothers and sisters. Joe Zenk coming to you on this Tuesday, June the 9th. Uh, I wish you every good and joy. I hope uh, wherever this finds you, uh, it finds you well. And it finds you um, just feeling uh, God's goodness within your life, um, the love of others, the support of others, uh, of community, uh, whatever and wherever it is. I, I just wish you every joy and blessing here. So... Um, you are at the Cup of Joe podcast. If uh, this is the first time, welcome. Uh, if it is not, well, welcome back. Uh, what we do every day is we uh, listen to the gospel reading of the day and uh, ponder it for a little bit. I give a, bit, a brief reflection on where that word may take us. If the Spirit takes you elsewhere, praise God for that. And then we uh, pray one decade of the rosary together. So let's dive into the word of God for today. Tuesday, June the 9th. As I mentioned yesterday, we began uh, the Sermon on the Mount, perhaps the greatest teaching, the greatest discourse of Jesus in any of the Gospels and all of the Gospels. Uh, it will be three chapters, and I suspect that we will be pondering and, and moving through it for quite some time. So yesterday we uh, prayed and, and looked over the Beatitudes together. Um, Matthew chapter 5, uh, verses 1 to 12. We will follow that up, uh, the immediate um, reading after that today, Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Again, incredibly famous. Much of the Sermon on the Mount is, but these first two things are, you know, just batted out of the park for how, well, their depth and, and um, their wisdom and, and their beauty. So, uh, we follow that up, the Beatitudes yesterday, with Matthew five thirteen to 16 today. Let's listen to the Word of God. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, come on, really? Can you follow up the Beatitudes, which are perhaps some of the most beautiful writings in all of Scripture? And it, I'm telling you, this ver these verses, they don't take a step back to them at all. I mean, they are equally as beautiful and as challenging and as memorable and as insightful as the Beatitudes are. And so anything I say similar, well, probably all the time, but particularly with these, these wonderful readings we've heard this week, uh, anything I say is merely going to scratch the surface of, of what Jesus is inviting us to. But let's dive into them. So effectively, first line, Jesus said to his disciples, so he's speaking not only to those gathered. Remember, he saw the people. He saw their reality. They came to him. They gathered around him. He began to teach them. And he's saying to them, you effectively are two things. You're salt 
and your light. Your salt and your light. Let's talk about salt first. So I am no master chef. If my wife and children are listening to this, they will laugh and resoundingly tell you the same thing. Although, I know my way enough around the kitchen to get into trouble. And here's what I know. That the purpose of salt uh, in the kitchen, in a menu, is to bring out the taste in the food. Just last night. So Mondays are my night to cook in, in the Zenk house. And I made up some hamburger strong enough. And it called for garlic salt. And I put some in. And uh, later on that night, Renee and um, some of the girls mentioned it felt salty. Well, the truth is because I put too much in. And I even noted that when I put it in. Um, I, I wondered that. So here's my point. Salt does its best when it is just the right amount that it brings out the flavoring in the food. But when salt is overdone, it calls attention to itself and it takes, um, it takes the uh, view, it takes the, the recognition, it takes the, the taste buds away from the food and calls attention to itself. Um, and you and I are called to be salt, salt for the earth. But uh, we're called not to lose our taste, not to lose uh, our seasoning in order to bring that vibrancy to the situation around us. I want to compare this to the, the first miracle in John's gospel, the wedding feast of Cana, which is only in John's gospel, John chapter 2. And um, when Jesus goes there uh, and his mother Mary is with him, Mary looks at him and says the wonderful famous line, they have no wine. Now, again, remember, gospel stories, onions, onions, layers, layers, layers. On one level, well, Jesus, they have no wine, need more. But, but she's saying far more than that. She's saying, she's speaking to the reality of the human condition. They have no joy. They have no seasoning. They have no joie de vivre. They have no life. That's what she's saying. That's the beauty of that. And what does Jesus give? He gives us that in abundance. That's what's being said here, brothers and sisters, to us. You and I are the salt of the earth. Meaning, life has become mundane for so many on this earth. We merely move through our, our days, our hours, our weeks, our months. We move through life in a way that is um, not filled with life, if I may use that, that metaphor. Uh, y you know, what is it? <laughs> Wonderful Braveheart um, quote that Mel Gibson says that, that many of you, you know, having gone to your beds at the end of, uh, uh, of your life will realize that you haven't lived and you will yearn to be back in this moment when he's trying to fire them up for, for a battle. I mean, really, that's truthful, that we are not merely occupying time until our death, but we must be filled with zest and with life. And that is what our God is calling us to, that if you and I 
as bringers of Christ and as bringers of this wine to those who do not have any, as bringers of salt to those who are going through in a mundane, if we have lost our seasoning and our flavor, what, what good do we bring, brothers and sisters? Because we have become like everyone else. Somehow, we must bring seasoning to that life which is theirs. And, and in bringing that word of Christ, and in bringing that life of Christ, and bringing that life of the Spirit to them, their life becomes filled with zest. But if we make it too much of ourselves, then that salt becomes the taste and the flavor. And, and it must not be about us. It must be about the joy of Christ, the life of Christ, the abundance of Christ, because then it brings meaning to the mundanity. Is that a word? <laughs> Mundaneness? I don't know. Of their existence, for it is only Christ that brings life. We've talked about that before. Christ is life giver. So how can we be conduits of that? That's what Jesus is inviting us to assault. Otherwise, we're good for nothing. We've become the same. We must first be filled with that flavor and zest and seasoning and then bring it to them. But not have it be about us because it can't be salty. It's got to bring their flavor out. So how do we do that? I, I love that next image he uses, which is light. And he says, you know, your city on a hill, uh, you're the light of the world. The city on a hill cannot be hidden. And, and nor did people light a, a light and, and put it under a bushel basket, which doesn't make any sense, because then we're afraid. What are we doing? If we're trying to hide who we are, um, do we know what we have? And then he says, just so. This is the line I want to focus on because it's so wonderful. Just so your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and give glory, glorify your heavenly Father. Now, brothers and sisters, do they glorify the Heavenly Father by saying, wow, look how great that person is. God praise you for that person. Well, maybe. Uh, do they glorify God by saying, wow, look at that wisdom that person's given or the good deeds that they're doing. God, I praise you for that. Well, maybe. But I don't think primarily that's what it is. I think, brothers and sisters, it goes back to that salt image. That if we are women and men of abundance, of zest, of, of seasoning, that brings seasoning to the workplaces and the families and the relationships that we, in which we find ourselves. If that is what we are, I think what it does is it gives permission for other people to do the same thing with their life and their relationships, and in their workplace. It's that old song, you know, grew up in the 70s, knowing this one, you and I both did. They will know we are Christians by our love. Meaning, they'll see how we love, and it gives them permission to do the same. Not maybe in the same way, but in the way in which they were created. It gives them permission to shine their own light and to be zesty, filled with zest. How about that? Um, and seasoned 
in the way that God made them. And brothers and sisters, I'll go to my grave thinking that's the way we glorify God. We glorify God not by being timid and not offering our gifts to him. We glorify God by placing them before the king, by placing them fully in a way that only is, is how you and I were made. But we need images that show us how to do it. Not necessarily exactly the same way, but show us that it's okay, that they have done it. They have been fully themselves by being filled with zest and seasoning, by shining the light that is Christ, because only Christ is the light. Through them, again, that light doesn't just show me or you, it shows Christ, but they do it in a way that is remarkably them. We've known it and we've seen it. And that's what God is inviting us to. And that, brothers and sisters, is what I believe he's saying here when he says, just so your light must shine before others, that they, meaning others, may see our good deeds, may see how we shine that and glorify their heavenly Father by taking it on themselves. Otherwise, our light is hidden under a bushel basket. We're, we're afraid. Or, or we're salt that can just be thrown out and walked underfoot. There's still use for throwing salt in the ground, melts snow. Gives us friction when, when a surface is too, is too uh, slick. But that's not what it's meant for. That's, we're meant for other things. So I guess today, and I'll end with that, who in your life has shown you that zest, that seasoning, that abundance, that joie de vivre, that joy? Who among you has shown you how to live their light well. Yeah, let's take time and thank God for them. But even more so, let's let their example invite us to the same thing today, to be fully who we were made and seasoned therein, and by doing so, give glory to God. Let's pray. Today, uh, okay, uh, we are continuing through the uh, glorious mystery. So let's take a moment of silence. If there is someone or something for which you would like to pray, I invite you to bring it forward at this time. Let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second glorious mystery, the ascension of Jesus. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for taking time, brothers and sisters, to explore the Word of God together today. Blessings on the rest of your day, and I hope we can come back together tomorrow and do it again. God bless.